It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. I was talking to my brother. I think I've told you about my youngest brother who's fairly OCD and he won't um, he won't let himself enjoy anything at work yes remember he won't wear nice clothes to work or yep. even eat good food at work because he wants to completely separate work time from his enjoyment time yep well he messaged me yesterday and said that this podcast has graduated into the tier of podcasts he won't listen to at work because oh, wow, he that's... enjoys it enough that he doesn't want to <laughs> he doesn't want to mix it with his work so <laughs> Like oh, that is the, I mean, that is a very flattering, I suppose. Like, I'm glad to be honored ever. by that. Is hilarious. Yeah. Oh my god! I still think that is the oddest thing to not allow yourself any enjoyment at work because oh it's not your time. It's work time. It's bad time. Dear Lord. But um, yeah, <laughs> if if he puts our, our podcast in that that category, then here we are. Feel good about that. That's hilarious. On today's show, it was a really fun show today. Um, it's all over. The, there was laughs right up to the end of this podcast. We're making fun of Edmonton a bit. Yeah. Something that happened to me on Instagram. It was a dirty Sasky. Uh, gross runny noses in Canada. Uh, our friend Constable Chad Peterson from CPS is back to answer some of your questions for yes. Question Pops episode three. The goat of food chains. We are going to talk a bit about this uh, this story in the news right now. Did the Chinese meddle? in our elections. Mm-hmm. So small town news, some hilarious small town news. Yep. Something funny I saw at a Netflix show recently. Something that you probably remember from your, from your elementary school days. We both remembered it vividly. An evil song that my youngest son was walking around the house singing. And Sean, a big dog, her dentist. Sure did. <laughs> After the out-of-context clip of the show. Satan stay, is upon us. Stay vigilant. Sam Smith and the devil Sam are Smith and the, <laughs> the devil and the Satan. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I thought you should know, Beckler, that a big dog from the dentist yesterday. You big dog to the I dentist? Big dog, I big dog the dentist. I like big dogging, so... I know. You were talking about big dogging yesterday. I was <laughs> like, well, I did it today. <laughs> Tell me about how you big dog the dentist. Okay, so I went to the dentist yesterday to get a couple fillings done. And uh, I sat down in the chair, and they looked, and they were like, I don't know if you'll need freezing. Like, we're going to try a little bit, and then you let us know how you feel. So they started getting in my teeth there, and then they're like, oh, this one's way deeper than we thought. So, like, we're going to put freezing in your mouth for you. And I was like, well, actually, I don't feel it right now, so it's it's all good. And they kind of looked at me and they're like, okay, well, what we can do is just, if you do start feeling it, just put your hand up and then we'll, we'll give you the freezing and we'll, we'll be good. And the whole time didn't put my hand up and they just kept being, are you, you're still good? And I'm like, I'm good. You're like, I'm big dog. I'm big dog. And <laughs> wow. Don't feel it. I'm fine. I get the willies just thinking about that. You, you opted to forego the freezing. I foregoed, for, forgone. For forego, went. For went. I thank for you. went the freezing. I foregoed the freezing. Uh, yeah, I didn't uh, get the freezing and I was totally fine. And at the end they're like, wow, that's awesome. Like, no freezing. <laughs> like, yeah, you big dog does. Yeah. Right? They're right. like, okay, well now you have no, fr-. and they kept saying like, well, you got no freezing. So. <laughs> You like, you can go and like eat everything immediately now. You can still feel your mouth. You can leave the dentist. You got no freezing. I'm like, I know I have no freezing. They ask you, would you like yeah. the freezing? And you say, I said no. No, thank you. And they I'm look a at big e- dog. <laughs> the dentist and no. hygienist look at each other. <laughs> wow, she's big dogging us. Big dog. <laughs> oh, she's stopped into yeah. big dog. Oh, here. yeah, I see how it is. Another one of those big dogs in our chair today. Ooh, mm-hmm. Let the big dog eat. Yeah, big, big dog over there. Are yeah. Mm-hmm. My grandma used to have all of her dental work done without freezing. Yeah. She was just tough as nails. 
Yeah, well, that's Those what I was thinking old, about. That's old ladies. Like, because you used to not have, we didn't have no. that option back when you needed some dental work done. The dentist was like a torture chamber, uh-huh. I think, for many years, and now it's much more comfortable. Yeah, hang on to this leather, okay? And some uh, 5X whiskey. Here's some whiskey, good luck. <laughs> so I did it without even Squeeze whiskey. This. Yeah, I don't need the whiskey either. Like, I think I'm going to big dog it. <laughs> Anybody else want me to come in and big dog? Oh, she's big dogging us. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm big dogging. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. You know the song "Unholy" by Sam Smith and Kim Petras? Yes. Yeah, it sounds like that's all over the place right now. Friggin' catchy in oh, my opinion. Oh yeah! Um, they performed it at the Grammys a few weeks back with like a satanic theme. Mm. Sam Smith was wearing a top hat with little devil horns, and everything was red, and there was racy dancing. Oh my! I thought it was all kind of silly, but uh, apparently some religious conservatives in the United States were very upset over oh, this. Oh yeah! I think it was mm. promoting devil worship. I see. <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> Sam Smith is. That's what he does. With a top hat and plastic horns. Uh, anyway, my youngest son Brigham, who's five, he was walking around the house singing that song yesterday. So uh, I'm sorry to say, it appears that the devil got Brigham. Oh no! The de- <laughs> the devil got him. Yep. You're gonna have to. I don't know. Is, is there somebody you can call for an exorcism or? I'm going to have to look into that. You're going to have to get on that. We try our best to keep our house pure and holy, Shauna. There are uh, exorcists around, I've learned. I know. We can get one for him if we need to get the Sam Smith devil out of him. I think the the priest who married my aunt, like married her and her husband, was the exorcist for that. Wow. That diocese, that region of the church. So it's a Sam's Smith song. He's the devil. Is that what in Sam's hell? Isn't that a saying? Yeah. It's, oh, 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 you're putting it together, Sean. Oh my God, it's all coming together. Yeah. So he is the devil. Despite our best efforts, the uh, the devil is cunning. Sam Smith, and now your and son. He got into our house. Into Dear our. God. I th- think he came in via the YouTube. Mm, yes, definitely. Either that or under the back door. I got to replace the weather stripping there. Uh, but honestly, buddy, it's not good. It's not good. Was that a lisp? I thought you just. A said, lisp? I, I thought you just said honestly, and I was like, honestly? "Are you? Are, is that because that's Brigham? That's how Brigham talks. Yeah, is that is Play he, Sam Smith? Is the devil now getting into you? Is that is that what I'm, that's what I'm asking? I like Satan. Wow, we're gonna. <laughs> yeah, with with the lisp, he is especially devilish. That is terrifying. <laughs> Keeps your kids close. Satan <laughs> is upon us. Stay vigilant, Sam Smith and the devil. Sam Smith and the, <laughs> the devil and the Satan. And Shauna podcast. Here's a bit of a throwback Thursday for you, Beckler. Do you remember when you had to color in maps of Canada for geography, for example? Oh, hell yes. The pencil crayon coloring technique that would go with that? Oh, yes. Think about this. Do you remember? I didn't remember this, but there was the heavy outline around. You'd go like with a marker or something around the outside of the province and then you shade it with a pencil crayon. Lightly shade it. Yeah. And then you always wanted to do your strokes the same way so it looked good and not all messy, right? You always wanted to make sure you colored in the same way. Yes, sort of on a diagonal. Oh, yeah. That's that good stuff right there, Sean. good stuff. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Or you even went so far as you started with the heavy outline around the outside and then it got even lighter and lighter and serious shading to the... In toward Are the you middle. It was talking about like, a gradient I'm here? I'm talking about a gradient. <laughs> oh, man, I never got that advanced. This was a big <laughs> deal. Like, your pencil crayon technique when you were coloring, when you were growing up in school, like, that was a big thing. Specifically when you were sh- filling in a map of Canada. Absolutely. And then you'd get to the Arctic Islands and be like, oh, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> then you get, you're like, I can't do the outline because they're too small, so then it just screws up the whole look of the thing, and you're like, this is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and do you think you could still... 
still label a map of Canada correctly, like with the capitals everywhere and ish, probably. Yeah. Although I haven't done it, I don't know. I'm really bad. We've talked about this. I, geography and I just don't get along. Like everything oh, I that I learned, I just maps. in one ear out the other don't remember. So maybe not. You're but. speaking my language right now. You're talking know, maps. You're talking cartography. But the maps, you're back, talking the creative side of things. I remember once I mounted my map on this black background and then gave it to the oh, teacher, and get he was out like, of here. he actually used it as an example, okay, and was like, "This is somebody who takes pride in their work." That was a big statement. You Taking were pride in your work, weren't you? And I was like, "Yeah, I was." <laughs> Oh, teacher's um, pet over here. Do we have any pencil crayons around the station at the moment? Because we could probably yep. fire off a few copies of that blank map right now and get to work. I if think. You to. I think we're gonna actually. As I was thinking about the last night, I, I was like, I'm gonna buy pencil crayons. I'm, I've got to get back to this. Okay, it's I'm gonna, gonna find happen. a blank document right now. We'll get okay, printed. Great. And we got ourselves a day going Wait, on yeah. here. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. So as I told you, I'm watching the new Formula One Drive to Survive series on Netflix. Yes. And a uh, scene in the first episode really cracked me up uh, no pun intended here you'll see there was there was a shot of the Haas team getting ready to send the car out for its first test and all the mechanics are leaned over it doing some last minute tweaks uh-huh. and one mechanic has plumber's bum sure staring does. right down the camera did you see this yeah you watched it uh-huh. you see the guy's ass crack yeah oh man big crack like the Netflix team did that guy dirty they have so many hours of footage because they're following these teams around all season yeah and they picked the the five second clip with this guy's ass crack in it. Yep. I hope they chose it was ass crack. A, I hope it was a joke. It's a, like <laughs> I hope he was kind of in on the joke, and they're like, "Yeah, we're using that footage." Sorry. Like, I don't, Your crack is going to be exposed. But... We're going to see it. Like okay. the mechanics are like they're kind of the like the unsung heroes of Formula One, right? They're the, they're doing the grunt work. They're yeah. doing all the work that makes the car go fast, but they don't get the the money or the recognition that the drivers do and stuff. Yeah. So this poor dude. You know, he's probably turned on the first episode of this new series and thought, oh, maybe I'll catch a glimpse of myself at work with my colleagues, yeah. you know, working on our car, which we're so proud of. And then I could tell my friends and family to tune in. And there's me at this point in the episode. There's, oh, it's my ass crack. Sick. <laughs> you know, I, like I come from a long line of long cracks. So I, I can truly sympathize with this guy. Like Notoriously tall ass crack my on this God, girl. My God, my dad. Yeah, before we invented suspenders or, or introduced him to suspenders, his crack would be showing everywhere. Every time, every day, everybody knew that they'd see my dad's crack at some point during the day. And then mom was like, you know what, we're going to get you some suspenders so that your crack can be a little more, a little more hidden. <laughs> a little more private. Okay, so we don't all have to see it. So I get it. I get it. And It's halfway up his shoulder blades. I mean, that's why for me, like the mom jeans, as much as I'm not a huge fan of the style, it's great for lo- the long crack, right? Because it Functional. brings them up there. When low rise jeans were a thing, my crack was out all the time. So I get it. Yeah. I get it. You just can't help it sometimes. sometimes. You sympathize with this poor mechanic? I really do. Like okay? his, you know, his his dear mom and dad gathering around the TV to, to watch this show and yeah. hopefully see their son. Oh, there he is. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> he should be proud of it, you know? He too proud. comes from a long line of long cracks, I bet. And he should just look at that and be like, look, mom and dad, see? There's my heritage right there. The long crack. Everybody gets to see it. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. We found some more great small town headlines for you. Yes. I Um, love small town news. Oh, my God. This is so funny. So the first one, uh, I just want to read out to you. And then we. So it says, Bill Eddington has no political experience, but looks to unseat Roy Williams Jr. on council. So that alone is hilarious because, of course, it's first and last names. And, of course, you're supposed to know who these people are. And he has no political experience, they're saying, right? Uh, no political experience. And then the article goes on to list his education, and it says, high school diploma, 
And then it says, has diving instructor training credentials from Rainbow Reef Dive Center. <laughs> Why? Why do we eat? Why do we eat? Why is it relevant that he is a, he's a diving instructor? Like <laughs> he went to the prestigious Rainbow Reef Dive Center. Where Where is that? It's like... You might as well. It's in Florida. Oh, yeah. Since that's extremely useful. I was like, you might as well College at this man. point. Like, I, I got my babysitter's <laughs> diploma when I was 10. Like, this is, is this relevant for you being? He's got his boating license. Holy he's completed crap. the babysitter training yep, course. I've got, I've got my driver's license. Does that count? Or? <laughs> Holy. That is really funny. <laughs> Small Town News with Bickler and Shauna. In huge sporting news, the high school girls volleyball team is in the playoffs. For those wanting to catch the action, the live stream for the high school link can be found on the town website. Bill Eddington has launched his campaign for town council. He's expected to be a strong candidate. <laughs> he's expected to be a strong candidate as he's taught scuba diving internationally and has never had a DUI. <laughs> The internet speed is finally being upgraded from dial-up in Eden Valley. Terry is asking anyone with information on the best porn stream to contact him. He's got a lot of catching up to do. The Podcast. You've been following this story at all about the alleged Chinese meddling in our last couple of federal elections, Shauna? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, it's all over the news right now. It's been going on for a few weeks. Um, yesterday, the NDP called for a public inquiry into the allegations, and the Conservatives are expected to support that today at uh, a committee meeting this morning, I believe. Although yesterday there was a push notification to get out, why not you probably got it, that said uh, the RCMP isn't currently investigating this. Right. Um, so, the, I mean, the good news is that right now it doesn't appear that the overall outcome of the election was impacted. So you might see claims online from different people that, you know, Trudeau stole the last elections, uh, so far, there isn't any evidence to support that. Right. But it also doesn't mean that this is just over either. I think that push notification went out and people were like, oh, well, everything's good then. And it, I don't know if that's the case either. No. Um, you know, if there were... So the the way that this, this goes down, the way that China is alleged to have interfered in these elections is a few different ways. Um, but if there are people in government right now who knew that China was trying to influence our elections and either hushed it up because they thought it might benefit them or, you know, accepted money or even, you know, supported campaigns against opponents because they thought it would be favorable to them. That is a that is a huge deal. Yeah. And we deserve to know about that because, yeah, I mean, that's borderline treasonous. And like I, I was reading about that, but I was also reading that, you know, it, not necessarily that it was influencing in a positive way, but that this tends to happen more often than we know. And they're saying that people deserve the transparency of this. Like there's a lot of people, are, well, it happens a lot. Like there's a lot of times where there's potential interference or, or people are trying to interfere. And it's just like, yeah, we should probably be able to know about that. Yeah. This is the first we're kind of hearing about this kind of thing. Well, how often are we talking this happen? And if you catch some, do you catch it all? Like, when has this happened in the past? It's very weird that we've heard nothing about this if it is something that happens quite often or is attempting to be happening quite often, right? Yeah, and I've always just kind of operated under the assumption that foreign governments are trying to influence our politics here, and yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we were trying to do it elsewhere, too. Um, yeah. But we need to know. Yes. Like you said, we we still that doesn't mean we just let it happen or that if, you know, if you are in government, oh, it looks like it's going to work out in my favor this time, I guess I won't say anything. Yeah. 
that's terrible. Like people are trying to dismiss it. Oh, well, you know, like this happens quite often. Oh, does it now? Well, this is the first we're hearing of it. Or like this public. So maybe we should maybe we should know about this. It's also not a partisan issue. It doesn't matter if, you know, foreign interference helped your your candidate or no. the other party. It's just not something that we should ever be okay That's with. That's exactly it, yeah. In a in a functioning democracy, right? Yeah, and if it is happening, what are we doing to stop it or to ensure it doesn't right. happen in the future, right? Like Like if there is a if there is a people in government right now who are working for anyone other than Canadians. Yes. And of course they're wealthy donors. Yeah. Then, well. That's that's a serious concern. This isn't you know some of the other things that we get excited about with politics. This isn't uh, a poorly worded comment. This isn't a hotel stay that was too expensive. This is pretty serious. Yeah. And so far, you know, the prime minister has dodged some some very direct questions on this, mm-hmm. and even sort of implied that the questions are are being driven by racism, which is really pathetic, if you ask me. Um, as the kids say, it's all pretty sus right now. And I, I hope there is an inquiry, even though I don't. I be honest with you, I don't have a ton of faith in the inquiry process either. Yeah. Um. You know, because documents are redacted and, yep. it's the, you know, the people who run the inquiry are appointed by people who want a certain outcome. And I don't know. It feels like if there was an inquiry, it'd be one of those things where it's like you probably guess what the outcome will be before it happens. However, if it's an independent right. inquiry and you hope that, you know, that would be unbiased and, and it would show you that Absolutely. maybe what's going on. The bo- the bottom line is, yeah, a little transparency here would be good. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Here's a question for you, Beckler. Yeah. What, in your opinion, is the GOAT of chain restaurants? The greatest of all time when it comes to chains. I'm asking this because uh, at the weekend I was, I was at the keg with some friends, and we were all just talking about how the keg is just consistently good. Mm-hmm. Like, are there other great steakhouses in town? Absolutely. For sure. But you go to the keg and you just, you know what you're going to get. And yep. it's always just consistently uh, what you expect. And that's, it's good. It's yep. a good chain restaurant for In them. every city, if you're like, I want a steak, I can go to a keg totally. and get a steak, right? And you know what's going to be the same and it's yep. going to be, it's going to be decent. So, um, hmm. so I'm, you're talking about like, like dine-in restaurants. Yeah. Because well, I mean, McDonald's is the goat of restaurants and it's not even close. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um, yes. But like sit down kind of chain type restaurants. Okay. What they believe they call in the industry a full service restaurant. Yes, yes, is what it would be called. Mm, yeah. um, it's it's funny because if you say you like any of these restaurants, all the food snobs get Absolutely. all up on you. Right? You can't say you can't even say I like the keg. They'll be like, "Ooh, there's I, better steak." Yeah, of course. Yep. That's not what we're talking about. I here, know. So, and that's why it's it's an interesting discussion. <laughs> and again, it's it's kind of important. But there are certain places that it is funny. I find me and my friends will. You almost have to say as a half joke go to, you know, because they're good for another one. For example, Red Lobster. Okay. Mm, because the odd time will be like, I want an Admiral's Feast and I want those Cheddar Bay Biscuits. I'm going to sit my ass down and I'm going to enjoy every every bite of it. Yeah. Right? And these restaurants, they have their role. They right? sure Like do. there is a time when I want Denny's. Yeah. There's, you've got a big group of people. 3 a.m.? Yeah. I want Denny's. Okay? you got a big group of people. You're going out for drinks and happies. Sometimes these chain restaurants are just what you need, right? Yeah. The so, Boston Pizza Fish. Yeah. Fish Bowl Fridays. That's right. I've been to a number of those in the prairies. Yeah. So are we going in Canada or... or like including the United States? I, I was going to say ones that are only in the States and not so much here I would take out. Okay. Because uh, there are like Crocker Barrel, for example, yeah. is a big one in the States. That everybody, But we don't have that here. Or so. even like the big, big ones that have a much larger presence in the States, like Applebee's, you know. Yeah, Applebee's um, I'd put in there. you put Applebee's in there? Yeah, because okay. there's Olive lots of Garden. Applebee's would around here. Olive Garden I would put Olive too? Garden because there's lots of those still here. Too. Olive Garden is the highest grossing full service restaurant chain. Oh, wow. Yeah. And again, you know why? Unlimited breadsticks. That's right. Okay, I hate pasta, and when I was growing up, I would never eat the pasta, but my I would go there, and my parents would just saddle me up with 
two of those baskets of breadsticks. I feel like that's what she's having for dinner. <laughs> Cheap for them, too. I like mentioning to people of Italian heritage how authentic I think Olive Garden's past is and just watch them like explode internally. Well, do you remember when Super Olive Garden funny. was rated the number one Italian restaurant in Regina and we were talking about that? <laughs> That's right. So funny. Pretty funny. That's so funny. Classic Saski um, maneuver right there. My wife will be mad if I don't say Earl's. Yes, she yes. loves Earl's. That's her first choice if we're going to go somewhere. Yeah. Um, and there's about eight restaurant chains that are almost interchangeable. I always with get Earl's, them. Yeah, right? like yeah. milestones and and uh, chop. Yep, moxies. Yeah, they all have that uh, same cactus club. Like you can totally. drop me in one, and I might not know which one I'm in. But yeah, but they're all consistent. Yes. and all good for what you they do. Know what you're gonna get? Yeah, it's true. I think a lot of people would argue for Earl's. That's the the slightly upscale one too. Ooh. You want to press the date? Let's go to Earl's. Ooh, see, I thought Cactus Club was the more upscale. Well, that one, one even Maybe more so I'm... than Earl's. You're right. Yeah, mm. but they all again kind of group together to me. They blur together. So okay. Yeah, perhaps that. Man, though, if you could, if you could, if you could speak about them all collectively, maybe that would be the goat. Yeah, I suppose. I'm still partial to a Cheddar Bay biscuit, okay, and the Admiral's feast. <laughs> You're That's going Red I, Lobster. Red, red Lobster, man. <laughs> Interesting choice, Shauna. Yeah. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. I guess another way you could look at it would be the restaurant chain with the most locations. Yeah. Any idea, Shauna? Which restaurant chain in the United States has the most locations? And again, we're talking like full-service restaurants because it's going to be right. yeah, yeah. McDonald's. Uh, I, IHOP? IHOP is second. Wow. Interesting. Very good. Uh, first, sort of in the same vein Waffle as IHOP? Waffle House. How did you know that? When you go to the States, there are IHOPs and Waffle Houses friggin' everywhere. Really? Oh, yeah. I've and never noticed. We just got our first IHOP here in Calgary. So. Yes, and it was a big deal because they're all over the... But yeah, there's something about like pancake houses and waffle houses in the States. It's just part of their culture there. I don't of know what it is. top five restaurants with the most locations, three of them you'd probably consider breakfast places. Denny's, IHOP, Waffle House. Yeah. It's it's a thing there. It's it's very strange. You go for... I mean, Waffle House, I know, is, is open all the time, too. So that okay. is one of those like 24-hour, I think it, they pride themselves on just always being open. So that's You part put them in the, high-traffic locations. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but they're also fairly old. Like, when I envision the Waffle House sign, it's this old-looking sign. Um, if I can picture it, here. Waffle House. Oh, yeah, just a letter, the yellow yeah, and black very simple. block letters. I guess, well, they've been around since 1955, so... Okay. I mean, they're older, for sure. But yeah, there's just something... Americans and uh, the waffles and the pancakes, it's a thing. Top-earning chains, Olive Garden number one, then Applebee's, Buffalo Wild Wings, Chili's, and IHOP. Wow. Yeah, I, I had no idea. I'm very impressed that you knew that. Mm. So. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I don't know. You just pass them all the time. You know what chain Airdrie has? A good Boston pizza, Beckler. There is a Boston Pizza in Airdrie. I used to I go there all the time. Spot. Did you? Yeah, it's awesome. I, I had a friend who lived in Airdrie, so I'd go out there and we'd have a we'd have a good old Boston Pizza night. Is it stumbling distance from the new community of Midtown? That's a good question. I bet you it's damn close, though. Midtown is centrally located. It sure is. Shane Homes builds three types of homes in Midtown. Single-family front detached homes, lane homes, and parent homes. They're in their final phase, though. So if you'd like to learn more about Midtown and what Shane Homes offers there, you can do so at ShaneHomes.com. Shane Homes, the better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Question Cops! Question Cops! If there's a question that you've had, let us know and we'll ask Chad.
Chad. Question cards. Question cards. Does it feel cool to have your own intro, Chad? It kind of does. (laughs) (laughs) Never thought I'd get a walk-up song. No kidding. Constable Chad Peterson from Calgary Police Service is back for a third installment of Question Cops. Yes. We've got some questions from friends of the show today, so if you're down to answer those, we'll dive right into this. Of course. I I like this one because I know that just the nature of your work, you see all kinds of things. A friend of the show, Damon, wanted to know what the weirdest thing you've seen on patrol is. It's so hard. We see so many things that I'll go home, talk to my wife, tell her something that happened. She's like, that is absolutely insane. (laughs) Two days later, I forgot that I even seen it. I can't imagine. Which is nuts. But one of my favorite things is just how people react when a cop comes into a room. You'll be standing in line for a Starbucks. Someone's on Instagram. Next thing you know, they notice you. They're standing straight looking forward like they've just <laughs> killed someone. And they're literally just waiting in line for a Starbucks. <laughs> so like, I love I love that. It's just so weird all the time. And then recently we had someone try to break into the police station because he wanted to test his drugs in our forensic center. Really? It's, it's okay. just like... That's- so random, but I love, like, I just love it. Well, he was being safe. I guess that's so you're trying, he's trying to be. I mean, I kind of get that with seeing a cop, though. It's the same as, it, I hate to say it, but if I see a white vehicle out and about and it looks kind of like a cop car, I'll be hitting the brakes pretty. And you see everybody else, too. You're like, ah, eh, it's a cop. Yeah. No, we're all good. We're good. So, And I imagine you get the same reaction or a similar reaction when, when you're not in uniform and people find out what you do for work. Yeah, so, like, usually people are actually really supportive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but every now and then you get a reaction where someone really standoffish but Mm. it's nice because it tells me a lot about the person if I tell them I'm a police officer off duty and they're really standoffish it's kind of nice to know you know what I just might not even want to hang out with you or kind of like develop this relationship further so it's a good cue for us so interesting Uh, friend of the show Maggie asked this is a quick one for you but what is the minimum speed you can go before getting pulled over if there is one Realistically, five kilometers over would be the absolute lowest I'd ever pull someone over. But the Traffic Safety Act actually has a fine for doing one kilometer over, and that's $81. Uh, I don't know of if that ticket has ever been issued, but it exists for one kilometer over. Wow. Um, what about under the speed limit, though? That's that's like a huge depends. Okay. Because like, what road are you going on? What's the road conditions? Is there? Do you have a specific reason? Did you just blow your tire and you're trying to get off of Deerfoot? Mm-hmm. And you, it right. says do maximum sixty or eighty, whatever the tire says. Then it makes sense that you're doing under. Totally. Do you have your flashers on, or are you just driving thirty five under in the the fast lane to drive thirty five under in the fast lane? So BC recently announced the decriminalization of possession of small amounts of drugs, like for person who's, I think it's under two and a half grams. Um, but it was when I read that headline, I thought it was interesting because I was under the the assumption that that's kind of how police were operating. That they, you know, especially in a city like Vancouver, you could probably go to some of these homeless encampments and find drugs everywhere. But are police regularly doing that? Like when you see people down here who are clearly on the under the influence of drugs. Are those people being charged for possession right now? Realistically, no. Like, I'd say, like, it's fairly accurate that we don't charge people for, like, a small amount of, like, a personal use. Uh, however, we where we will is, like, I recently had a case where I arrested someone for breaching conditions. And in the conditions, it said not to possess a drug, and he had a personal use amount. So we would then charge in that circumstance because it allows us to support the charge from the court already. But if we if we're talking to someone and all of a sudden I find out that you have like like a vulnerable person has a little bit of drugs in their pocket, we're not we're not trying to criminalize the drugs. That's so it's not kind of what I figured. Because yeah. this made headlines everywhere, and I thought that's kind of effectively how police were approaching this issue already. Yes. Yeah. So. 
Everyone always accuses cops of having a quote-unquote ticket quota. That's not correct, is it? We don't have a quota. No. But we are asked to write one ticket a shift, which which is fair. Because one of the number one complaints we get from people is traffic. How many times have like either of the two of you been driving, someone cuts you off, blows a red in front of you, and you're like, everyone's an awful driver. I wish there was a cop here to give the ticket. So it, number like it's always in the top couple complaints from the citizens of Calgary. So it's really fair that we do try to enforce traffic enforcement. Um, I'll be honest, traffic enforcement isn't my favorite part of my job. Don't love it, but I really like doing impaireds. Okay. So if I do an impaired on a shift, then that counts towards our, like our, our ticket because you're still doing traffic enforcement. Obviously, I, you can't make an impaired happen, but like I will actively go and look for impaireds, which is... And, it, and is that just because you feel like you are dangerous. taking somebody dangerous off the road? Yeah, it's to me, that's I, I don't see any need to ever drive well under the influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's probably have basically unanimous support there. Yeah. I don't and think many people are pro drunk driving. So Yeah, <laughs> and especially now it's getting easier and easier. I know Uber has like prices kind of go up and down, but like you have Uber, cabs, transit, friends, scooters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so easy heel, to heel not. Toe express, yeah. Okay? Yeah. Just walk home. Yeah. Yeah, it's so easy to not drink and drive now because there's so many options that mm-hmm. Plug your social media is here. You're at CPS Constable on Twitter. Yeah, give us a follow on our socials at CPS uh, Constable on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Chad Peterson from Calgary Police Service. Always good to have you by. Thanks. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. You know what one of the most annoying things is about living in a cold-ass country? What's that, Shauna? The runny nose. Yeah. Have you ever thought about how gross a runny nose truly is? There's just liquid constantly leaking from a hole in your face, you know? <laughs> I'd never thought of it like that. Well, it is. But it's bad when you put it like that. And when you think about people who live in warmer climates, right, the only times that they have to deal with the runny nose is if they have a cold or maybe you have some allergies. Outside of that, the nose is not running like this. True. Then for us, we get into the cold, and for a good four months of the year, you walk outside, and your nose just starts dripping, and you're like... Yeah, and you get back inside, and you're still sniffing and away. You're still and sniffling, and you have this leaky nose that's just constant. I was just—it's like, not nice. No, it's it's, it's really not gross. hot. I was I was actually reading as to why nose noses run when we're cold, and I guess the cold air irritates your nasal lining, so your nose glands produce extra mucus to keep the lining moist. That's what it says. That may have been the grossest sentence ever spoken on the radio. That is, well, no, there's definitely been worse. Uh, That being said, it's pretty much (laughs) up there. It's pretty up there on what happens. And this is what we have to deal with again, living in a country. Our bodies aren't designed for this cold, clearly. No. We irritate our nasal linings and the mucus has to produce. I'm sorry, I just said that. Quit saying that. I know. One more time. The mucus, I'm just kidding. Okay. Quit saying that. This is what we, this is, it's shocking anybody ever finds Canadians attractive. Yeah, we're what not a really, hot people, are we? Our chapped <laughs> ass lips and our runny noses, and here we are. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. This is pretty quick, but I thought you'd get a kick out of it, Shauna. So uh, I have a friend who's on vacation right now. Yes. And she posted some bikini photos. Oh. With another friend. Yeah. And I am a happily As married man, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, you're firing through Instagram and you, you see Instagram boobies, you're going to do a double take oh you have no choice in the yeah. matter really mm-hmm. um so she throws this this photo up and uh i was like oh what's that now and then i looked a little closer and uh, the other girl in the bathing suit in the photo is my cousin my first cousin so mm. well 
but we've talked about this before, Beckler. Like, it's fine. You are attracted to your cousin. No, I, <laughs> I'm not attracted to my cousins. You are, and it's it's okay to admit. I mean, as a Sasky, a lot of you are. I mean, there's a lot less selection. I get it. You're with family a lot, you know. Cousin loving is a proud Saskatchewan tradition. It is, yeah. I don't participate in it. I know you say that. I live here now. I'm not convinced. So... <laughs> I'm fairly but, certain that you have thought your cousin was hot at one point or another. I thought a friend of yours actually even mentioned it once that no, you didn't know that you had a cousin what are you talking and there about? was some woman that you were like, No, I met looking McKenna at and, through a cousin of mine. Who you thought was attractive. You're like, do you have any friends that are kind of look like you? Because find you good but I don't want to marry I'm not like to that point, but you're attractive, so but just any like, friends that are Yeah. Curse of the dirty Sasky. You just I can't know. get away from it, hey? Just can't, that's why. It's fine. Just like, Just, oh, go yeah. Just go with it, Beckler. Just go with it. and Shauna podcast. So this is pretty funny, but I stumbled across this yesterday. Uh, Marriott Bonvoy, which is the hotel chain, mm-hmm. they have this ad out right now, and it shows this picture of Edmonton, and it says, put Edmonton on your bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> and I stumbled over this. I was like, but... But why? <laughs> but why? Specifically, why? Why would I? Why, Edmonton is not on my bucket list. Nor I don't think it's on anyone's should bucket it be list. on anybody's bucket list. I mean, I've got to be honest here. We yeah. rip on Edmonton. I like the city of Edmonton. Mm. Great people there. It'd be a, it's a good place to raise a family. Sure. Probably not a bucket list trip. Not for, a for bucket me, list trip. For okay. People around the world. Not a place I'm going to go vacation. Okay. I'm not going to just. Ooh, where are we going to go, honey? Edmonton. Let's go to Edmonton, <laughs> especially in the winter. I hear it's tropical there. <laughs> <laughs> there has never been a person on their deathbed who's no. like I've traveled the world, seen the wonders of the Far East, no. toured medieval castles, and yeah. explored the Amazon rainforest. Gotta get to Edmonton. But I never saw Edmonton, but, do but alas, hear, do you hear they have alas. a funicular? It's very exciting. I hear. Alas, got a nice. Ra- river Valley. I never got to slam a dangle at the downtown Canadian brew house. No. I didn't truly live. I have not done enough fishbowl Fridays at the Edmonton Boston pizzas, okay? A, oh my god. You know So funny. You you and I uh we did try and make Edmonton a little more appealing, though. We we made a little song for them. Yeah, we took well it was a song that someone was this like their their city song back when cities used to have songs? Yeah, and stuff? yeah, yeah. Something and like then that. We just made it a little more accurate. More accurate for Edmonton.
You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.